like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm Eric Lyons, and this is episode 100 of Electrified. Doesn't doesn't that sound good? Episode 100. We're here. We are here. Look, man, I said all the gushy, mushy stuff yesterday on social media, if you follow me. Uh, I'll reiterate that stuff at the end. Uh, but right now, man, I'm hype. I'm hype, and I'm ready to get to business, man. It's Thursday. It's time to get. It's, it's time to get to it, man. It's time to get to it. We got a lot to get through today. A lot of things to talk about. A lot of things that need to be said, and a lot of things that need to be discussed. So we already know what we're gonna start with, man. Let's let's start with this Bubba Wireless thing, man. Because let me tell you, this didn't surprise me at all. Didn't surprise. Nothing about this situation surprised me at all. I was I was fully prepared for the worst, and this is the worst that we've been seeing. Uh, I was fully prepared for it. Absolutely. Nothing about this shocked me. Uh, for, but before I get started, before I jump into the situation, I just want to say <laughs> that people and the media were very quick to dismiss this entire situation. Quick to, you know, debunk it and, and name it a hoax, call it a hoax. Uh, I don't know who was quicker, though. The people saying this was a hoax or the police saying that these hangings around the country were suicides. I don't know. I feel like, you know, then people were calling out the NASCAR for jumping to conclusions about this. But <laughs> seems to be a lot of that going on on all sides. But, hey, who am I? You know, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Calling this man Bubba Smollett. And look, this is what they wanted. They wanted they wanted this. They wanted the investigations to to, to um, prove them right, I guess. And when I'm saying then, I'm talking about the people who were so fast to say that this was a hoax and, and, and think this is a joke. Because, just be honest, y'all salty that he got the flag banned. Y'all salty that the NASCAR is <laughs> becoming one of the most progressive leagues in the in whole world of sports. I, I understand that. You guys are upset. It's okay. It's 2020. Cry a river. Build a bridge. Don't get over it. You can jump if you want to. Because I don't care at this point. I don't care. It's 2020, people. It's 2020. The world. The world is changing very fast. We are in a different, different country also. We are in very, very different times than we were six months ago when we started this year. We are. A lot has changed. Things are changing fast, and it's only June. It's only June. Okay, so very important to highlight in the story. Bubba Wallace himself did not discover the news. Once again, Bubba Wallace himself did not discover the the news. He can't even go in the garage because of the COVID nineteen restrictions. He hasn't been in the garage since the start of the since uh, NASCAR resumed. So somebody in his crew. Took a picture of the news, sent it to that's how he saw it the same way we did. He got a call from Steve Phelps, the president. He told him what happened. And and that's that that's that's exactly how he found out. He found out just like the rest of us. So at what point did Bubba Wallace make it up? At what point is he a liar? He didn't find it. He didn't find it. Somebody else did. They told him. 
Uh, <laughs> I just want to say thank you to NASCAR for getting a, for getting on top of this. Whether the in, the quote unquote investigation proved that it was a hate that you know said it wasn't a hate crime or not, I just want to say thank you guys for getting ahead of it and getting on top of it ASAP because it could have been swept out on the rug. We could have never heard about this. It could have never came out. But instead, NASCAR released multiple statements, got the FBI involved quickly, and showed something that, you know, other leagues or other commissioners, other presidents may not have shown. Also, I would like to say, commend, you know, the entire NASCAR family for embracing Bubba, pushing his car to the start. You know, that was that was beautiful. All the statements, all the sentiments, you know, this is all great stuff. But I I just don't understand, man. How how can we de- how did they determine that the news has been there since October? Like how did that how was that, that was so fast? I've never seen an investigation start in that fast. I never have seen that. That investigation went faster, ended faster than YouTube couples. That was very fast. That was faster than their relationships. Very fast. And those are quick. They don't last long because they're fabricated. The relationships, maybe the investigations. I don't know. At this point, the, the, hey, hey, hey. I'm not saying FBI didn't do their job well, but I'm just saying, how, how, do, how do you determine that? And how come we didn't see, was there camera footage of this? Like, how do we not know? How do we not know? Because at this point, I have no idea what to believe when it comes to law enforcement and these types of situations. Because whether it's a, a news hanging or people hanging, it seems like a lot of uh, murkiness and a lot of cloudiness going on here. Because it seems like all of a sudden, nobody knows, right? Okay. 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 I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I don't like it at all. What they're trying to do to Bubba Smollett. I mean, wow. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what they're calling him. You know what I mean? That's what they're calling that man. And I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't like what they're doing to Bubba Wallace, bro. Calling the man Bubba Smollett, and, and basically trying to discredit his character, his integrity, and everything he's worked for, especially over these last couple of weeks, because that's, that's obviously what it is. These people are so upset about this damn Confederate flag that they got a flyover of the flag on a plane before the race has started. How miserable you have to be. I was reading an article they were talking about, oh, they're stripping us of our Southern heritage. What heritage? What heritage, bro? What heritage? Please, what heritage? A symbol of treason, hate, division, loss? That's your heritage? That's your heritage, really? The Confederate flag means that much to you? Really? Yeah, I'm not I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. But you know, I, I, I planned on, you know, going deeper into this, but it's really it's really nothing for me to say. I just don't understand it. I just don't understand how how fast that, that this has all been not even nipped in a bud, but 
They're just trying to make it seem like that man is lying, and then trying to make it seem like NASCAR is lying. It, it it's it's really messy. It's really messy, and I, I don't even like talking about it. But that's that's where we are now, man. That's where we are now. That's where we are. And staying on this damn this Confederate flag has become uh, a a real a real uh, just a, a thorn in my side. It's so annoying at this point. I just don't understand. I thought I thought I, I thought I murked the flag last week. Then I smoked the flag. I could have swore I did that. I could have swore I told you people to stop supporting the Confederate flag. I could have swore that the flag was made for losers and only losers can represent that flag. I thought that's what I said. Well, it seems to me that the flag is still people are still so upset about the flag. Oh, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it, man. Uh another another story, you know, as far as, you know, driven by the Confederate flag and all that all the racism in the country right now, but at this point, I can't we can't even separate sports and and stop calling this politics. This is not politics. Racism is not politics. Racism is not politics. Please do not tell me that when I'm talking about Black Lives Matter and and Black Lives actually mattering, and when I'm talking about I, my people being killed by the police or being killed and lynched in the year 2020, that has nothing to do with politics. That's not politics. That's just me saying, hey, stop killing my people. Stop killing us. I don't understand how that's political. I don't. I don't understand how that's more offensive than the KKK existing and not being, uh, you know, labeled a terrorist group or a hate group. Or how is that more offensive than people parading around the Confederate flag? That's like me walking around with a swastika on my arm. Yeah, that's how deep it is. That's how deep it is. I don't. I don't understand how people don't understand how people aren't getting that. How it's not registering. But that's what I was saying. So, you guys, I don't know if anybody or if everybody's heard this story, but I'm, you know, I saw it. I, I decided to highlight it. I, I hope I pronounce this young man's name right. I want to say Kylan, Kylan Hill, right? He's a junior uh, from Columbus, Mississippi. He's running back at Mississippi State. He was. Uh, Last year, he had 242 touches, 1,350 yards, 10 touchdowns, and he was a first-team All-SEC, right? Great running back, solid running back. So on Twitter, he says, either change the flag or I won't be representing this state anymore, and I meant that. I'm tired. Uh, first of all, this was a new – I was today years old when I learned this. I did not know that Mississippi was the only state – that um had the confederate emblem on their state flag i did not know that i did, I didn't even know like people um states any states or anything official had that the, the confederate flag on it i did not know that nobody that's news to me uh and then on twitter i told the, the mississippi governor y'all flag ugly as hell it is it's, it's nasty ew gross that's why i'm so glad i'm from maryland I'm so I'm shout out to Maryland, man. We really do have the best flag, the best flag. Because look, like like you look at other flags in other states, y'all can't make clothes out of y'all flags. Like it's not tough. Do you know I see a, a pair? Go to Ocean City, Maryland, and, and and tell me how many uh Maryland flag shorts you see or Maryland flag Oreo jerseys you see. Because you're not gonna see that in any other state, bro. We got the best flag. Period. 
no city girls I'm trying to tell you um so yeah man then then the ncaa had already told uh the state of mississippi the ncaa the sec and conference usa said they uh won't hold championship events in the state until the flag is altered i just don't once again i'm still not understanding how hard it is i mean once again you look at the location it's mississippi we know what mississippi is but that's no excuse, bro. Like, you got to look at yourselves. Look at the time you're in. It's, it's 2020. It's not 1950. But at this point, I can't tell the difference. Um, Change it. <laughs> change it. It's, I don't think it should be that hard. Um, I, I really am really hung up on why this flag is so important to these people. I don't get it, bro. I don't understand why the Confederacy is so important to them. But once again, as far as back... <laughs> backlash goes you guys missed it i did air quotes backlash it's just a uh, once again it, it comes down to these people only care about these black athletes on saturdays and sundays they do not care about these black athletes um the other five to six days out of the week they do not care about these black athletes when they're being profiled they don't care about these black athletes when they're out in the streets they don't care about these black athletes when they get pulled over they don't care about these black athletes when they may call the police on them because they don't know they're black athletes because they can't recognize them without their helmets and shoulder pads on because at this point they're nothing but skin and numbers to them people telling this young man he's not important Telling him he's a nobody. Telling this young man that oh he'll be out of here and we'll get another running back. It's just amazing to me how how not just how stupid racism actually is. It's 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 interesting to think about. Cause you put these kids, these young black men, on these, you know, I'm 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 gonna stay on the SEC because you know that's the South. These these big SEC teams, right? And, and they they do good for your program. They they win you a championship, and and you know they bring in a bunch of money to the state. But you know, outside of the football field, they you <laughs> if you're not, and then again, you know, it's like if you're not an athlete, you're just another black kid. But you are an athlete. You're just you know celebrity like. But once again, if it's not Saturday, who cares? You know, who cares? And it's just interesting, man. Like how how can you love these athletes on the field but can't seem to understand what they go through off the field? I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And that's why once again I I, I'm I really do fully support a migration from the SEC. Get the black athletes, get the hell out the SEC, man. They don't love y'all down there. Get that. Don't go there. Don't go to them schools. <laughs> Pick any, you know. You, I mean, racism is, is everywhere. Of course, we know that. That's that's not what I'm saying. What I'm just saying, but you know where you are in these schools, like in these areas. You know where you are. I wouldn't go if I had the opportunity. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. I fully support a migration and a, a, and, a and an abandonment of the SEC. They don't want you in your town in their towns. They don't want you in their dining. Like they don't want y'all, bro. They don't. These Facebook comments, these Twitter replies, that's you know, that's what these people really think of you. On Saturday when they cheering for you, when they cheering your number 
and yelling when you're going down the field, that's 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 fake love. They don't mean that. They're just happy for the team. They're happy for who they're cheering for. But but when you speak out, when you use your voice and you talk about that real and you talk about, you know, things that make them uncomfortable. And it's sad that and honestly, none of this should make anybody uncomfortable. But it does. It does. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. It pisses me off. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. And you know, I'm I'm sure it pisses them off, but for the wrong reasons. They don't want to hear about it. They don't want to hear about it. You know. And also, we gotta stop this um this whole the narrative that, you know, older people are the only racist people out. That's not true at all. There are people my age who think just like this. You that's what they've been taught. That's what they learned. They've learned this and this is what they see. You know, so yeah, that has to stop because they're just as bad. <sighs> it's sick, man. It's sick out here, bro. It's, it's 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 sad that since I've been back on the show, it seems like every week I have to talk about something like this. I mean, but I'm I'm glad I I, I have this, this this platform and I'm able to discuss these things because it needs to be talked about. And and I'm glad that you can hear it from someone that, you know, in your age bracket Instead of someone You know Talking down to you Or you feel like You can't really Resonate You know I'm So I'm glad That we're able To have these conversations But more power To Colin Hill If he really doesn't You know If he really does You know Transfer I, I would I wouldn't blame him Wouldn't blame him Dog Because yeah I feel it I feel it Um We'll be at next We'll be at next We'll be at next Let's see Let's see Let's see Okay Great Moving on to okay, so I had a debate. The the group message got pretty heated the other day, uh, over this. So if you if you didn't see the WNBA, uh, one of the uh, what's, uh give me a minute, bring pull this up. All right, here we go. Once again on the pronunciation. These are some not these are some last names, man. This is why I had I couldn't uh that's why I had to stop. Well, no, I didn't stop commentating on purpose. But when I was commentating for Frostburg, well, the, these pronunciating, you know, pronouncing people's last names is hell, bro. I so I understand. I understand. All all na- names are hard, bro. Names are hard. Um but Angel McCultry, this is crazy, man. This is crazy, <laughs> but she's currently working with the Las Vegas Aces and the uh, WNBA to use player voices, uniforms, and sport to continue to impact, create, and create real change. She is creating a petition to allow players the ability to put the first and last name of human beings uh, who have been injured or killed in incidents involving police brutality. Now, you see, that's how you use your platform and continue to do your job because it's possible. You can do one. I mean, you can do both. You don't have to do one or the other. That's all I was saying. That's all LeBron was saying. That's all he was saying. You can continue to do the work. And go play. I don't. That's why I just don't understand. Like you gotta understand. You can, like think about that. Like the WNBA. Imagine you know seeing Breonna Taylor's name on the back of somebody's jersey during the game, seen by B 
people world, you know, seen by millions of people. It, it, it keeps the conversation alive. It keeps the, the names that become hashtags and they stop trending. But you see them on TV. So you're like, oh, who's that? Or, okay, I remember this. Oh, that, you know, that justice still needs to be served for that. Oh, let me go fill out this petition. Oh, let me go call this number. Oh, let me do this. It It's possible that, you know, these athletes can still use their platform and do the work while playing it's it's completely possible it's completely possible i just don't understand how people can't understand that you know you don't have to stop everything and 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 focus on the work as a collective group i don't think that's i don't think that's necessary when it can be done and i had somebody say well you know like i just you know he asked well what's that going to do and i like i just said man it it, it brings awareness and potential for more real change you know so i don't think it has anything to do like you know lebron people give lebron stuff for everything you know so to hit to see people say well if lebron were to say we not playing then the fans would be on his side or that's so not true (laughs) i think will be worse than what Kyrie got because people hate lebron period like for no reason so i could only have imagined the backlash he would have you know faced because people want sports back so bad it would have been worse it been worse i think it would have been worse i do i definitely would it would have been so much said about that man yeah it would have been worse it would been worse but i like I'm, i i just i really do think that the work can be done and these players can continue to do their jobs man i just i don't think we have to stop sports like I like I said, we played through we played through stuff like this before. And and and, and players were still using their voices. <sighs> I just I just I really think that it's okay. It'll be okay as far as the social climate, as far as we are in the social climate, I think it'll be okay for players to play under the conditions. That's all I'm saying. Uh, let's see. What we going to next, man? What's what's next? What's next? Okay, stand on the stand on uh using your platform for awareness and social justice. I wanted to talk about this last week, but I ran out of time. So the taking a knee thing. If you don't know what taking a knee is, you have been living under the same rock that Patrick Starr lives under. But I'm sure you know what it is. So four years ago, we know, you know, Calvin Kaepernick took a knee to raise awareness and to, pro- to protest police brutality. And his country took a knee during the national anthem. OK, boom, we know. We know it was so it was so bad. It was so bad that he brought awareness to what was going on in this country that he doesn't have a job. So that's how bad it was. But now we see players like J.J. Watt, Baker Mayfield uh other other white players and more you know more black players because it wasn't just a black and white thing you know black players didn't like it either they were scared too they got you know more people other other players other than uh, outside of Kaepernick did get in trouble for this as well and um you know weren't able to work again but listen now it seems like everybody's going to be doing it this season right everybody you know Say they're gonna they're playing planning on taking the knee during the anthem. Now there's two there's two uh two two ways to look at this. The negative way I wouldn't say negative but the 
the more eh, looking at it sideways is the movement is being co-opted meaning it's being hijacked and it's losing its real power and direction because now it's everybody everybody's doing it so it's like when you know when if i got a new a new pair like a new shirt and i go to school and i see everybody with the same shirt on as me or i get the same shoes or like you know like 20 what was that 2014 that everybody had the jordan glows the, the what was it, the fives the green glows and everybody had that same shirt and the same shirt and shock yeah y'all look like y'all look terrible everybody did on the first day of school i will never forget that i think it was my sophomore year of high school yeah, that was nuts. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, that was nuts. I remember that. Y'all all had the same clothes on that for a whole week. Y'all look crazy. So, yeah, that's you know you could look at it that way, but I don't think that's what it is. I think that that now, you know, players are realizing. Well, if we all do it, you know, they they can't Kaepernick us all, <laughs> especially the the white players. They can't. They can't get rid of us all. So, especially, you know, we're standing in arms with our brothers and we're, we're, we're raising more awareness to the situations. And this is how we feel. I, and I really think that the league is, you know, what, what Goodell saying, what he said. I think now that everybody's like, okay, well, we can use our voices. We can legit use our voices. All right, cool. We're going to do that. I don't think any, anybody has to be closeted about how they feel about this, these situations now. Because it's being broadcasted. I think that in this time, where we are right now, police brutality and racism, this is the most amplified it has ever been in our generation with social media. I think that this is a, a, a real tipping point in where we are. I'm 21 years old. I turned 22 in August. Like I said on the first show back, this has been this started for me with Trayvon Martin. This is this is where it started for me. Growing up as a preteen, that's where it started for me. That's that's where this had started for me. That's when I started looking at things different. So from from Trayvon Martin to where we are now, we've seen countless, endless situations like this, like a Breonna Taylor, like a Ahmad uh, Ahmad Arbery, like uh, a George Floyd. We've seen this countless, countless times again. But I think right now it's the most amplified, right? So it's like the NFL, NBA, all these players. You can't look away. You can't look away from this. It's happening. It's real. It's happening. This is the country we are living in right now. Whether you like it or not, this is this is where we are. So when when the national anthem is played, if you take a knee, you know what you're taking a knee for now. If you didn't know what Kaepernick was taking a knee for four years ago, you sure as hell know now. And there's no way you can't know. If you don't know what the problem is, I say, I feel like I've said this 50,000 times. If you don't know what the problem is, you are the problem because you don't want to know. You don't want to know. You don't you want you don't want to acknowledge it. But now you don't have a choice. It's real. This is legit. People are dying out here, bro. Dying. Know what I mean? So, yeah. 
Take the knee. Be be socially conscious and still, you know, perform on Sundays, Thursdays, Mondays. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think that you know, taking a knee right now. I don't think it's. I don't think the message is diluted. I don't think it's a. It's been co-opted. I think this is necessary. I think you know when Kaepernick did it, it was revolutionary. It was big. It was. It was. You know. It. It, it was what it was. We know what it was. But I think now, it's not phony like last year. When they were locking arms and taking knees before the anthem and stuff like that, I think it's I think it's legit this time. I think everybody is coming from the the same place. Uh, I don't think I don't think any of it is coming from um, any phony places. I think this is all real feelings because you, like I said, you can't look away. You can't look away. This is as real as it's been for me. Personally, and I, I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels like this. This is the only this is this has been a legit legit you know this last I want to say what six weeks, yeah, it's been something to see, man. And people are, people are tired, bro, of all colors. People are just tired of the toxic. I hate that word, but the the country that we live in, like a bro, I, I, you know, this is not a bad country to live in. But boy, do we have problems to address. We do. We do. And it's a shame that it spilled over like this into, I guess, our entertainment, you know, our sports. But it's always been like that, you know, from, I, you know, Muhammad Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, it's, it, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it's. It's something to see, but I think you know it's it's cool to see all the players deciding that you know they'll be protesting the season because they now, like I said, they know they know what they're protesting. It's not oh we're just gonna take a knee in solidarity. We're taking a knee and you know to be you know arm in arm and you know for a photo op. Uh, or, or when Ray Lewis had took two knees and said he was praying. That's not what we're doing here. We're taking a knee. To protest what's going on in this country. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to everybody in the NFL, man, doing 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 the work, man. All right. Where to next? Where to next? Where we at with it? Where we at with it? The MLB is back, baby. Baseball is back. Baseball is back, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. I really am. I'm 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 surprised that this got done. Because you guys, you know, last episode, it was looking like we was on the verge of a strike. And it wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking good. But MLB is back. So let's take a look at how they're going to bring it back. Um, all right, so it's a 60-game season, right? And you say opening day will be July 23rd or the 24th. So let's look at, take a look at the details here. So the exact schedule... Still needs to be made, but we know the structure of it. Every team will play 40 games against divisional foes. Uh, so that's 10 apiece and 20 inter- interleague games against the geographical equivalent. Uh, teams will uh, submit 60-player rosters. will open with 
30 player rosters. Let's see. Anything else? Oh, the transaction freeze uh, ends this week. That means uh, teams will be able to make transactions at the be- at, again beginning uh, tomorrow at noon. Uh, between that and the subsequent 60-player submission deadline, it's possible that baseball sees its first trades in months before the end of the week. Uh, speaking of trades, the trade deadline will fall in August. Uh, MLB will have a trade deadline instead of it falling on July 31st. It'll come a month later on August 31st. Damn, so you only get, because that's the midpoint, right? So you only get a month? Damn, that's tough. Um, The MLB will have a COVID-19 specific and active list that players will be placed on if and when they test positive or show symptoms. There will be no set amount, excuse me, of time for the players to sit out, unlike the injured list, which requires hitters to miss at least 10 days. Um, unsigned, um, let's see. The MLB has talked with the city of Nashville about hosting two teams of unsigned players who would be paid to remain in shape as potential replacement players should the need arise during the season. Teams would then have to pay to add these players. It's unclear who would be involved and how it would work. So it's like, would that be like, what, free agency down there? Yeah, that is interesting. But I mean, you see, I, you know, the NBA, it seems like the MLB has a good grasp of what's going on. Let's go Jays. You guys know a Blue Jays fan, man. Let's go Jays. Yes, indeed. Let's go Vladdy. You know the vibes. Big 6 ting. Six side ting. Toronto ting. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm excited for baseball. I'm I'm actually gonna. I, I said this. I was saying this before uh, the virus took over the world. I was saying I was going to try to watch more baseball this season. So I'm going to try now. I 60 games. That's not bad compared to 162. And I would like for them. Well, no, they're not. They're never going to shorten the season because that's hella money. But yeah, I, I I'm cool with the 60 the 60 game concise season. I'll be taking a look. I'll definitely be taking a look. But it's interesting about the COVID-19, you know, the player list thing. Because as now we see in the NBA, you know, more people, as more testing is being done, uh, more players have been testing positive. And it begs the question, well, what happens if someone, you know, gets false seriously ill or like a big star? Because, like, what happens like what happens? Like what do you do if guys really start getting sick during the season? Like it it is risky. It is risky, but we don't know how long this virus is going to be around. So or who is going to be asymptomatic or who's who's really going to, you know, have the it's it's really unpredictable at this point. But it is interesting even though they are in a bubble but Florida is on, f- like, a dumpster fire. Not, like, normal Florida dumpster fire, but, like, like, like really dumpster fire Florida right now. Like, like throw Florida away type Florida. And that's where they're going to be. And that's what the, the WNBA is going to be down there, too. I don't Why Florida? Why not just go build a, a facility in Montana? Because Montana, it just seemed like they just minding their business. They only got, like, 729 cases in Montana. Is is Montana real? Is Montana real state? Seriously, cause what's going on? Are those numbers real? 
Because I was looking at the COVID map and there was real light over there. And the Dakotas. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to have to take a trip. I'm going to have to take a trip. I'm going to have to fly to Montana and the and over to the, the Dakotas. I need to see if there's actually any human beings inhabiting that land because I don't believe there is. It doesn't make sense. But I did say in the group message that they just social distance on the normal because I feel like everybody is at their own farm and it's probably like one Walmart in the entire state. Um, like everybody goes to like general stores and they don't really be seeing each other like that. So I can only I can imagine that nobody got the, the got the disease because how you gonna get it if you on if you on your farm? Ain't nobody coming to your farm. Ain't nobody coming to your farm. You better send a raven. Send a pigeon. <laughs> but like, seriously though, I don't I don't know. Man, like like imagine we make it to the finals, right? We get to we, we, we do we play the regular season, we get to the playoffs and there's two teams in the finals. Now, what's going to happen if one of those team star players gets the virus in game two or before the series start or they fall ill game seven? And like that, that really drastically impacts the game. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I understand the plan, but I don't know. don't know. And what the hell happened to the NHL? They dropped their return plan and dipped. I haven't heard a, a single soul talk about the NHL. Are we still having for uh, hockey? Because I talked about that a little while ago, and it has been weeks. Somebody check that. I guess I should. I guess that should be me. Okay, I'll take a look. I'll, I'll have the answer for that uh, next time we talk. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think I just really hope that COVID doesn't play a big part in this but who's to say like and we're like already in the nfl players and you know staff are reporting that uh cases and they're telling players not to work out but tom brady ain't trying here that tom said look y'all come through if they if they find out they find out they can't do nothing to me i'm tom brady and i got y'all so what yeah we out here no we ain't yeah we out here what what? Y'all know how time is, man. Time be like, what? What? He ain't worried about Goodell. But yeah, it's I I I don't know. It's 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 a sticky situation. It is. It's very complicated because it's just like <sighs> Rudy, why'd you have to do it to us, man? Why'd you have to do it to us? Why did you have to do it to us? You why'd you touch the mic? Why'd you touch the mic? Why? Why, Rudy? Why? Why'd you do it to us, man? Sheesh. Um, let's see. Damn, we fl- I'm flying through this, man. Flying. We only, we're about to be 40 minutes. All right, where we at with it? What's next? What is next, man? Uh, oh, yeah, the WNBA return. Right, that's, you know, that's where I wanted to go. WNBA is coming back. Um, they took a, not a different approach, per se, but... All right, let's see. 22-game regular season, right? The playoffs start in July and go through October. And they're going to be playing at IMG Academy in uh, Bradenton, Florida. So if you opt out, like you don't want to play, whether it's because of social or personal or, you know, COVID concerns, uh, I think, you know, you get what you got already as far as pay goes. But if you opt out, you don't get paid for the rest of your time, like the rest of your 
So I guess that's understandable because they can't pay you if you're not there. Like you know what I mean. Um, but if let's see, the WNBA will pay the full salary uh for any players who need to sit out because they're medically confirmed uh because of medically confirmed pre-existing health conditions that you know put them at risk. So that that's cool. Like if you know if something's legit wrong with you. Yeah, so I get that. I definitely get that. Definitely get that. Um. Okay. All right. So let's see what to talk about now, <laughs> because I think I just got through the big topics, man. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. We can. We can. I'm, I'll wrap it up with the other small stories from this past week. All right. So Jamal Adams, right? I'm just trying to understand his obsession with Dallas. Dog, you going to the Jets of the South. Like, they can't even get out the NFC East. Did I talk about Dak Prescott on here? Hold on. Because this 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 is a point that I brought up the other day. And I don't know if it was here. Yeah, I think. Because I, I thought I talked about how Dakota couldn't get out the East. He can't get out the East, right? And Carson, I don't know. I don't know. But if if I didn't say it, I'll reiterate it. All right. Pause on Jamal Adams. So Dak signed his, his franchise tag. All right. $31 million. We're not paying you, dog. We're probably not going to pay you before or during the season. You're going to have to show us something. And we'll, we might pay you after the season. All right. Boom. Here's my thing. Dak Prescott, how many times have the Cowboys won the East with him there? Once? Or twice? I don't know. I just know that Blake Bortles has more playoff wins than him. That I do know. So, Carson Wentz may not have a playoff win. But he does have a Super Bowl. He didn't play those playoff games. But he did take the Eagles there. He did go to the playoffs last year. So I understand Carson getting that bag. I do. Carson, you know, he was damn near having an MVP season before he blew his knee out. Dak, on the other hand, have not seen and Carson Wentz has a worse team than him. Yeah, I didn't say this here. Yeah, Carson Wentz, the Eagles are worse than the Cowboys on paper. And honestly, the Cowboys should be coming out of the NFC East every year because the Cowboys they really are the best team in the NFC East. They should be every year. But they can't handle their own business. And I just don't understand how an 8-8 eight and eight team should be paying their quarterback who plays like an 8-8 eight eight quarterback. That's Zeke's team. I say this all the time. That's Zeke's team. And once again, bro, mark this down. Like Just like I said a couple weeks ago. If the Cowboys don't win four of their first six and Dak's numbers aren't good, Dalton's getting in, bro, because they did not bring him down there for nothing. You're not going to convince me that Andy Dalton was brought to Dallas just to be a backup. That's BS. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. But back to Mr. Jamal. Look, I don't understand why he's so pressed to go down there. I don't know what's so impressive about Dallas. Like, dog, you're going to a worse situation because at least this year the AFC East is kind of up for grabs. Brady's gone. I don't know how the Patriots are going to be this year. There's a chance that you guys could do could make some noise. But you want to go to Dallas? 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 Come on, dog. 
Come on, dog. I'm not. I'm not. I understand. Um, staying on the football side of things, AB, AB, watch, man. Getting you know, you know, it's that time of year. Um, damn, yo, time is flying. It was like I remember the AB trade. I mean, he was he was supposed to go to the Buffalo, then he went to Oakland. Got out of Oakland. He was in New England. Good God, and now. AB is looking for his fourth team in how many months? Like, you, this is crazy. All right, so the Seahawks and the Ravens have been teams that people have heard rumblings about, and I, uh, that's scary. That's scary. AB in Baltimore with his cousin, that's tough. That's tough. In Seattle, now Seattle don't got a line. Seattle really don't have a good line out there. Russell be running for his life, so I don't know about that. It'll be dangerous, but not as dangerous as it would look in Baltimore. That's that's scary right there. That's scary right there. I will say that. Um, so yeah, that's that's that that makes me nervous for the rest of the AFC. Um, but let's see. Once again, football. Last chance you season. What season is this? Four or five? Oh, hold up, let me think. Buddy had two seasons. Jason had two seasons, right? Yeah, this is five. So this is the I think it comes out next month. This is the last season for football. And then they're moving to basketball, dog. We don't want to see that. I'm cool off that. I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. I really am. I'm here to see the football. Honestly. Um, so that's happening. Um I think that's it, man. I think that's all I got for you guys. All right, let me wrap it up with you know with the sweet stuff. Um, I don't think you guys. One hundred episodes is big. One hundred episodes is big because it's just me. I think being able to captivate an audience on my own and keep you guys entertained for forty-five minutes to an hour, week in, week out. On my own with no host, no co-host, no real caring guests. That's big because a lot of people can't do this. A lot of people cannot do this. It's hard. Not for me. <laughs> I'm good. Like this is muscle memory for me at this point. And that's not that's not to brag. I'm not trying to flex. It's just that's just me. But I know people or any anybody you know regular person you know you can know sports. You can debate sports, you know, you can have your, your water cooler conversations, but can you can you do this? Can you put together a show week in, week out and be entertaining and and, and have people hanging on, you know, on your words and, and knowing what you're talking about? That's 100 episodes of that. That's impressive. That's impressive. I'm going to have to pat myself on the back for that. Um, You know, two almost two years. It'll be two years, September 6th. That I've been doing this, you know, September 6, 2018 is when I dropped the first episode of Electrified. Um, I've come a long way, man. I've come a long way. I've come a long way. And it's still on the beginning. Like I said yesterday, man, thank you to everybody who've, who's ever, you know, supported in any way, shape, or form. Much love to all of you, man. Because without, without you guys, without the listeners, without the fans... Without the supporters, there is no 100 episodes. I've seen podcasts come and go these past two years. I have. I've seen people try this. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. It's hard work. And I'm not just talking about the talking point, the talking part. That's easy. That's This right here is the easiest part. It's the promoting. 
It's 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 the seeing your numbers go down and and and, and being able to stay motivated to to keep coming, to keep coming. It's seeing your stuff not get reposted as much as other as 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 much as other things get reposted, but it it makes you it gives you a fire to keep dropping, keep dropping. I'm gonna keep coming until I get the numbers I want. I'm gonna keep get coming I, until I get the support I want. I'm gonna keep coming until y'all feel me, until y'all gotta listen to me, until you gotta see me on your TV, until you gotta feel me, and that's on me. That's on me. I mean that. Y'all gotta feel me, dog. Bend on this. For years before this podcast, I does this in real life. I really do. I really do. I really hope you guys understand this, man. This isn't just normal to me. This isn't regular to me. All right. Um. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, whew, that was intense. Let me see something because I think I'm gonna take me a little vacation. June has been exhausting. Uh, I'm gonna take me a little vacation. I right, was today's day, the 25th. Christmas is in six months. Yeah, PS5 season. All right, next weekend is Fourth of July, right? Next week is the next week starts July. All right, next Monday is the 29th. Blah blah blah. Okay, how about this? How about this? I'll be back on the sixth. Is that okay with y'all? If I take a week off, I think I deserve a week off. Yes. Okay. Cool. I think I'm gonna take a week off. I do. I think I'll be back. You know, we start fresh in July. Um, man, thank you guys for listening, man. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV once again, man. I really do appreciate it. And for the one hundredth time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.